Hello, and welcome to the Horror Stacks podcast, a horror books podcast where we dig into some of our favorite horror novels, collections, and anthologies, and just uh, take a deep dive into the authors and, and the books and, and what we love about them. I'm your host, uh, or one of your hosts, rather. My name is Waylon Jordan. Um, <clears throat> Samantha is unable to be with us tonight. But we are very excited. We have our new co-host with us, and uh, I'm going to turn it over to him to kind of introduce himself. Uh, hi, everybody. Uh, my name is Justin Lewis. I am thrilled to be one of the one of the the co-hosts of the Horror Stacks. This is my my first episode, so I'm excited to talk about some some books and. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm ready. Let's let's do this. Excited to talk about some books. Um, well, and we've got a really good one for your first time in, Justin. Um, I was really excited by this book. Um, it's called uh, Experimental Film. It's by Gemma Files, and basically, uh, it's about a woman who uh, her name is Lois. She has been. Uh, a film teacher, uh, a film reviewer, and in her own way, a film historian. And uh, in this book, she's kind of at an impasse, basically. She's kind of dealing with life. Uh, she has a son who is um, autistic and communicates only through echolalia. Uh, she is, she's married. She's trying to, you know, find some direction for her life at the moment and not succeeding at all times. And then one night she goes and she sees this experimental film and it really just kind of throws her whole life out of whack as she she begins to dive deeper into the history of this film and where it might've come from. And, and it's just a fascinating book. And so we were really excited to, uh, uh talk about it what none of us realized i think when we first sat down to read it was just how dense the book really was like it's sort of a documentary and folk horror and supernatural horror <clears throat> all kind of rolled into one uh i don't know what what did you think about it as as you were reading it i mean how did it how did it stand up to you as as you were first digging into it uh, I, th I think one of the the first things I noticed about about it um, is if it mentioned something, it gave you the full history of that thing, um, and that's not something that I've I've seen a whole lot so far in my in my time reading horror novels. Like if if, if it mentioned Canadian film, you got the entire history of Canadian film, <laughs> or if it mentioned, uh, you know a. a a Slavic religion, uh, you've got the full rundown of what that religion believed and what they worshipped, and and it was it was very detailed, uh, which was awesome um, because I I wasn't expecting to learn so much from it, uh, but I I thought it was really cool. Yeah, and you know I. <laughs> And and just saying it that way, and while we talk about it that way, it almost sounds like it's too much. But it really is 
a fascinating read. There's a reason why this thing won so many awards. I mean, it won the Shirley Jackson Award and 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 so many others. It it is utterly fascinating and you know and educational at the same time i love that it started out and basically said you know every film is a ghost story and and talking about capturing moments of of in time and this this moment will never exist again and these people will never exist the way they are in this moment ever again and i thought that was an interesting sort of theme that ran throughout the entire book what were what were some of the elements you know you were that you were talking about like religion and 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 so many of these other things what was it that just kind of you know what were the things that stuck out most to you while you were reading uh i think that the way the i don't know if i want to get into the the narrative too awfully much but i think i can I think, I think we can we can talk about it a little bit without spoiling things. Um, one of the things that stood out to me um, was the book almost felt like a movie in some places. Um, there were parts of it, and I won't say what parts because uh, that's not fun. <laughs> um, but there were parts of it where uh, it almost felt like um, a cut and then you you know the time maybe fast forwarded a little bit and then you got to go back and get told what happened during that period of time um and i, I don't know they were like smash cuts in a book or like in a movie but it was a book and it was it was really cool i appreciated that gemma files put those in there because um, I thought it was a really interesting way to structure a story. Well, and and she played a lot with structure. I mean, just all over this thing. She, she did so much with structure in this book. And not just the cutaway scenes, but also they're like basically fade-ins and fade-outs. And, you know, these dramatic moments that you see more on film and she has a way of describing scenes in a way that you feel like you're watching a movie while you're reading the book. And it's really interesting the way that it just kind of jumps off of the, off of the page. Yeah, I 100% agree. It, it's, it was very cinematic um, at times to the point where like, I kind of, I kind of want a movie of it now, but I also understand how that would be, that would be hard to do. Uh, yeah, just... this is this is something that's so dense. I this is this is one of those that I would definitely say go with the limited series. Give us about six hours worth, and maybe you might be able to tell this story. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah, no, that you're right. You're right. Uh, movie would not be, despite the name, a uh, movie would not probably be the best way to, st- to tell the story on screen. Um, you know, and I love the way she handled character in the book. Also, I mean. <sighs> her her antagonist or at least one of the antagonists i rob i'm talking about rob so uh, rob is rob is this um filmmaker he is a gay man who is maybe not 
the most ethical filmmaker in the world and maybe not the most ethical person when it comes to like sourcing uh the the film that he uses and the way that you know he passes someone else's work off as his own and there were times i don't know i could almost see him like standing off to the side of the the screen sort of twirling his mustache in his his fingers i mean he just had this almost caricaturish evil about him but it was still believable like she somehow made that sort of dastardly type character almost actually come to life with with rob yeah i i agree um anybody and, and we should have known because anytime you spell rob with a w oh it's so um, pretentious yeah, there's just, it's just so pretentious. You can't trust a guy that spells <laughs> Rob W R O B. You can't. Um, but yeah, well, no. Well, and Rob... I think she even, I think she even sort of mentions that. Like Lois is just like, oh god, this is so pretentious. Rob with a W. <laughs> <laughs> but then you have you you have these other great characters too. You know, you have Safi and and who just jumps off the page and you know she starts talking about her religion and and the Yazidi religion and and all of the things that went into that and the way that her people were treated by others and and god everything just seems so real while you were reading like all of these people you feel like you've met them at one point or another in your life yeah, all the characters felt very believable um, to me. Uh, and it's, I I know, kind of to circle back with what we were talking about before. Uh, yeah, I, I if I made this book sound too educational, it's not too educational. It's, uh, it's just, <laughs> it's just enough. It's, it's interesting without, um, I never felt like overloaded with information. Um, and I only bring that back to Safi because, uh, yeah, she does. Uh, she talks about her religion, which I will fully admit I was not familiar with anything about that religion at all. Um, and so uh, for Gemma Files to include as much information as she did, like, yes, it's narratively important, but also it was um, it 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 was important to the story, but it was also very interesting at the same time. So um yeah, yeah, it really, it really made, well, it really made them real. You know, it's, it, nobody felt like they were some little two-dimensional character in this that she just rode in and nothing felt like she, she created it for any reason that was frivolous. Everything had a reason for being. Yeah, one, and yeah, and even if it seemed like it didn't have a reason it it did. You just didn't necessarily know it at the time. Yeah, you know, because something would come back like so much later in the book, and it was like this perfect setup. And I love it when an author is able to do that and is able to pull off that kind of um, sort of long game. It's it's hard to do, you know. Uh, I'm an author myself, and and it ain't easy to set up some of those things. <laughs> So it's really cool when you see an author really come through and, and give you a payoff to something that you thought was just a little tidbit of information at the beginning of the book. 
Right, exactly. Like, who knew how important the first Canadian female filmmaker would be? You know, like that's just, you're like, oh, that's a that's an interesting tidbit that becomes well, more and, important you know, later. Just like, just like little things, like you know, uh, the different communities that they talked about, and and the history of some of the communities there in Canada. That you know, I have I have a couple of friends from from Canada and I, and I would message them while I was reading and I was like, I really, because they're big film people. And I was like, I really think you need to read this book mostly because I think you need to tell me how much of this is really real <laughs> and because I don't think she made anything up, but if all of this is like legit, wow, is it, is it an incredible history right there? Yeah. I, I, I had that question too while I was reading, and so I I did a little bit of homework. Um, <laughs> I promise not to shake paper in front of the microphone like this is an old radio drama uh, while I'm looking at my notes. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I I I you know when she started talking about like the different films um, that she had reviewed or that she had seen in the theater in the book, um, I was you know like there was oh and I should have written down the title and I didn't, but at one point. I don't think this is a spoiler. They they talk about a movie that was made, um, and you have to correct me if I'm wrong here because my memory is not great right this second. Uh, but there was a filmmaker that made a movie uh, that was just a blue screen for mm -hmm. the entire length of the film. It was an experimental film, um, and I I don't remember if he was was he blind. I believe so. Yeah. Uh. And I was like, wow, uh, is that real? Like, did that really happen? It sure did. Um, I <laughs> found the director and and the movie title. And I was like, oh, wow, this is this is all real. <laughs> well, and, you know, as as she would dig into various parts of film history, like, you know, when film was first being created, everything was an experiment. Like, you know, everything that they were doing, they were still trying to figure out what they could do with cameras and and how they could use the, the camera, the materials that they could even get away with using. And like, they talk about silver nitrate, which I didn't, you know, I know that silver is a component in developing film i worked in a photo lab for years and you know and and we had all the photochemicals and everything so i knew that silver was a part of the process but i didn't realize that silver nitrate film itself was so combustible like i didn't realize that this stuff would not only like explode but it would create a fire that would just incinerate everything in its path yeah i i had no idea either which is it's actually a little terrifying how common I guess it used to be because <laughs> it's like, Oh, this stuff was just everywhere. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. That's yeah, terrifying. You know, and, and then you find out things like, you know, at, at one point entire cities burnt down and then you realize it's because of things like this. <laughs> yeah. That's um, that's, that's, that's scary that this stuff is basically, you know, decomposing dynamite. Like that's, well, yeah, I mean, you know, and I and I'm really big into folk horror, so this book was kind of made for me also because it has a that element to it. And and once again, not just digging into like Safi's religion, but also digging into like these 
Eastern European deities and stuff and talking about like Lady Midday and these kind of sort of <clears throat> gods that that perhaps a lot of people aren't introduced to in in their normal every everyday education you know uh now but that were such a part of life uh for people at a certain time and to again sort of the way that like neil gaiman talked about in american gods people moved from there and brought them to this new world and how that that sort of manifested in canada with with these pockets of immigrants that had their own beliefs and their own gods and and what they would do while you know when they were first coming over especially yeah that was that was super interesting um i i looked that up too because uh, i wanted to know um <laughs> i was like all right i've never heard of lady midday before uh how much of this is you know was was just for the novel or like did this did this deity exist and sure enough um she is she's got a bunch of names depending on yeah what depending on where what, you are yeah <laughs> where you are um but she's uh yeah she she's she's known as the noon the noon wraith in some places the noon witch in others um noon wraith is a great name right like, that just scares the hell out of me <laughs> really yeah anything wraith is is super creepy uh and i was the way that that character folklore well folk folk i don't know what to call her deity deity we'll call her a deity <laughs> I, um yeah uh the way that she was used in this story was so cool i keep using the word cool because my adjectives are failing me but uh how about impactful it was there totally, we go. it was you know and the way that it played out not just for lois and safi as they began to like dive deeper into this and 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 study this mythology and the way that it might have affected this this woman filmmaker's life from the early 20th century but also the way that it sort of spread out into the rest of their lives before anyone realized what was going on and i'm talking here about some of the stuff that went on with um lois's son specifically and and that he was sort of drawn into some of the things that were happening yeah, anytime I'm trying to decide how much to say here. I think in general, when it comes to horror novels or movies, pretty much anytime anything supernatural is happening, uh when when the child character uh starts interacting is a strong word, but <laughs> manifesting whatever happens to be going on pay attention <laughs> well yeah maybe yeah, you know and 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 it's so funny because you in a book that is filled with you know it's built around a woman who knows so much about film 
and 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 even mentions horror films a couple of times and 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 one thing and another totally has to be built so at the same time you still ignore like tropes that you would have seen in the horror movies that you had like watched and experienced which is which is always kind of a funny thing for me you know i mean there's only so much that you can allow your your characters to think inside the universe before the the universe collapses in on itself that's true <laughs> that's um, true i'll tell you one of the other things and and this is something that i didn't know if you knew anything about and i didn't know if you fully got what was going on but i am deeply involved and always have been for the last couple of decades in various forms of like paranormal research and stuff and there's a point in the book where they talk about psychic photography and i didn't know if that was something that you had uh, come in contact with before or had heard anything about before no that is uh no i i had not and actually that is that is, i did not that's like the one thing i didn't research before <laughs> we recorded tonight so i actually i mean i'm assuming because everything else that in that book was was based at least a little in in reality um i'm assuming is that is that a real thing you're gonna have to tell yeah me. basically psychic photography and the ability to interact that way what it comes down to is uh, a person who is a medium is able to take a vision that they have and basically transfer their vision onto unprocessed film uh, so that you can actually have an image, a photo of their vision that they had in this psychic trance state. And, and as they, you know, got into that, she didn't explain it really well and i think this is one of those points where she wanted people to kind of like go off and look for themselves but man it was so cool to see that used and the way that it was used um in the in the book um everything is experimental you know in this book and and that was just another sort of example of that god i loved i uh yeah i can't we can't we can't spoil it um but <laughs> yeah it's the you, that uh, the the whole section, I will say, without saying more, um, where that comes into play, I was I was riveted at that point. Uh, so you just reminded me of of where that happens in the book. And uh, riveting riveting is another word that's really good for this entire book. It's just a, you know, every once in a while you read something, and you know that you're never going to read anything exactly like this ever again. And I think that's what I felt a lot while I was reading this particular book. And it's such a cool experience to know that you're experiencing that. I totally agree with you. I, you know, I, I, I do a little, I do a little reviewing um, on the side of, of horror novels. <laughs> and, um, you know, I think I've probably read in the last, in the last, like, eight months i've probably read like 40 40 or 50 novels and like nothing was like this this is like nothing and nothing was like this and i yeah i i immediately want to go find everything that gemma files has ever written and 
absolutely uh, because um, this is really cool there's some really outside of the outside of the box thinking so to speak um in here and i'm like oh i, I gotta i gotta find everything uh, it was so so good well and it's it's she is definitely an author that i could see showing up on the podcast again because yeah i mean it is it is so cool and it's something that's just really such an interesting um such an interesting book and an interesting way of telling a story and if she, if this is what she does all the time or if she does similar things all the time then holy cow like give her all the awards right. but um i think you know i think if we talk about it anymore we're going to start spoiling the whole story for everybody um okay. but but gosh, I mean, you know, I would highly recommend, highly recommend experimental film if you're out there and you want to read something that's like totally different from everything that you've ever read before, wouldn't you say? Oh, yeah. one, Yeah, this five stars, find this book, read it. Um, <laughs> it was actually one of those books that I, I, had, I had just seen talked about everywhere, but I hadn't seen talked about in detail. So uh, when I, you know, when, when I found out that that was, that was the book that this episode was going to be on. I was like, Oh, I, I already have this actually. Like I, I, this is a great reason to read it. And then as soon as I read it, I'm like, I, I was mad at myself that I waited so long to read it. Um, <laughs> so don't be like me and find this book and read it. Um, yeah. Because it should be everywhere. The book has been out for a couple of years and, and has, like I said, you know, it's, it's won awards. It's, it's been on, best book of the year uh lists and and all of those things so definitely if this is one that you have not picked up before this is this is definitely one to put on your list um moving forward i'll go ahead and i'll tell everybody the next uh novel that we're going to be digging into is the ballad of black tom by victor laval um <clears throat> this is another book that i'm really excited to read i have read some of uh this author's victor laval's other books but i have never gotten around to this one and it's sort of plays on like cosmic horror and some of the uh hp lovecraft stuff while also sort of confronting some of the maybe the the racist stuff that uh ah uh, yes uh, problematic lovecraft lovecraft <laughs> yes so you know and and does some some retconning and some some dealing with that so i'm really looking forward to digging in uh to the ballad of black tom um by victor laval is there anything else that you're reading outside of what you read for this right now because i've always got a tbr that's like going at the moment you know oh yeah no i've, I've got it's i will never ever get through my tbr um it's it, not possible i'd have to retire and do nothing but read all day <laughs> Which I'm totally down to do, but I can't afford to. So, um, I let's see the the last book that I finished that I thought was really good because um, I, I just finished it a couple days ago, and it's kind of all over the the interwebs right now because it just it just came out. Um, is by uh, Eric. La I'm gonna mess up his last name. It's either Laroca or Laraca. I don't know how he says it. Mm -hmm. um, and it's things have gotten worse since we last spoke. Um, it's wild, isn't it? <laughs> it's nuts. It, uh, it yeah. Uh, 
weird <laughs> weird punk books published it this week uh i think and um yeah it's in a it's it's told again like as an epistolary so it's all just dms and emails and it's it's not a super long book it's only like 100 pages but um it packs I, a wallop in those hundred yeah pages. it's just i i don't know if i've ever read a book faster than i read that book it was it's like oh it's 100 pages and then you're done with it in an hour and you're like how i don't read that fast but that that book will make you read fast <laughs> um so yeah that's a well that's and, one to check out um uh eric is a, a is a good author to bring up right now too because we are in pride month and we are all about celebrating pride uh here on the horror stacks podcast so uh he is a member of the lgbtq plus community and um you should definitely go check out this book it's it's really interesting um i am about to start finally um hard as a chainsaw Ooh, stephen graham jones yes because i just i got the um I got the arc for it and I just haven't had a chance to sit down and read it. So I am finally getting around to reading that. And I'm really looking forward to digging into that one as well. <clears throat> I have a confession. I have actually never read anything by Stephen Graham Jones. Oh. Um, but which do it is, now. Do it I know now. <laughs> I, 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 I feel ashamed to call myself a part of the horror community uh, without having read any of his of his of his books um because uh oh i mean um the only good is it, is it the only good indians right yeah. uh that just won a stoker uh and it's a so hell of a book i have homework to do um but yeah that's, that's <laughs> i that well, sounds exciting uh, man i hope I, I hope it's good well that's good uh you have other things to read on top of the the victor laval and uh we just want to take a minute and thank everyone. You know, I, I know it's been a long time since we had our last episode. Sam and I had so much going on. I'm sure so many of you know that we got caught up in the crowdfunding for Worst Laid Plans, which is becoming a an anthology film based on the anthology book that uh, was published Last year, uh, my story, Deep in the Heart, is one of the stories that is being turned into a film. So there, there's, there's been a lot going on with that. We got so sidetracked with everything. And it took us a while to get back. But we're really super excited to be here. And we will see you in the next episode. Have a great day, everyone.